You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Last year the Championship was billed as the greatest second tier in Scottish football of all time with Hearts, Hibs and Rangers all down there. Only Hearts went up last year with St Mirren and Morton both coming into the league. Is it even harder to call this season guys? I don't think so. Um, I think... I'll burst that ball for us. Um, I think, although it's still very early days um, with Warburton at Rangers, I think the signs are positive. Um, I'm not and I think anything... After that, sort of, I think St. Murn will do quite well this season. I know Ross isn't as I always liked you, Cal. <laughs> I know Ross isn't co- as uh, as confident in that. Um, as no, no, not at all. I think I, I think automatic promotion might be a wee bit too far, but I think definitely I've got a shot for the playoffs. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I just don't see it with Hibs this season. I really don't. Yeah. I well, think Falkirk will be in there as well, but I think St. Murn will be the ones. In terms of the playoffs, yeah. What have you made of Rangers' start under Mark Warburton? Encouraging signs. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they've. It's hard to judge after after the one game, um, but they were certainly impressive against Hibs. Um, he seems to certainly from seeing a couple of interviews with Rangers players. The players have seemed to have taken to to Warburton's methods. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think they'll do all right this year, um, and I think they are they are favourites to go up without a doubt. How important is it for Rangers to make it up to the Premiership this year? It's crucial, you know, that was the objective last season. Um, there were several factors in why they didn't. But I think um, in terms of the way the club's now structured and the way things are being run um, day-to-day with the playing squad and things like that, I think they are better suited now to do it than they were last season. But yeah, it's crucial, you know, a couple of Rangers should be in the in the top tier of Scottish oh, football. Well. It's it's crucial for Rangers, but I don't think it's crucial to other Scottish teams. I think that's a debate for an entirely. Yeah, I, w- I want to keep it to this season. In terms of the championship, is it a two horse race? I know um, Liam who Craig. Are you, who are you claiming the two horse races between? Well, it's Rangers and Hibs. Fair enough. I think it's a four horse race. If I'm being honest, um, I think you could have St Mirren, Hibs, Falkirk, Rangers, and any order. Um, it's that wide open. Rangers obviously are the favourites, and if you were to pick one to to be a definite in the top two, you would say Rangers. Um, but I think the likes of Falkirk obviously proved last season that they're a good side and they did well in the Scottish Cup, etc. Um, St Mirren again, uh, there seems to be a, ref- a whole different. A whole different manner about the side now. Um, seems to be a real positive feel, just based on even the number of season tickets sold um, up in last year. Sorry, it's similar between Rangers and Simon. It's like a fresh. Start yeah, from yeah, definitely, clubs. without a doubt. Um, Hibs, Hibs. I mean, they did well. They did all right last year. Um, they just fell short at the end. If they can hold on to Allen, and Allen is a hundred percent for Hibs, which I, I'm not sure will be the case then. Again, they'll pose a threat, um, so it's it's wide open, really. I think the Championship is actually a fairly simple league. I think if you get a decent start and you lay down a marker like Hearts did last season, um, and you've got confidence um, to build and and momentum, then you can't then you can win that league. I don't think it's as as complicated or as difficult as people like to make out. And I think of all the teams, Rangers have probably got the best chance to lay down a marker and get confidence well, um, with. The, the games that they've got at the start of the season so I think there's a lot remains to be seen and I think it's it is, it is difficult to sort of predict at the moment but I think the first couple of weeks of the season even will, will shape how the league's going to go I think I agree in terms of what you say you can lay down a marker but I think there's about three teams out of that top four that will look at their opening five fixtures and say should be taking at least 12 points out of it I know that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Inevitably, somebody won't. No, 
But somebody will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, somebody will. That's what I'm saying. So. I know we, we've had this conversation, and you've obviously Rangers have got Hibs and St Mirren in, in the first five, and Queen of the South as well, and Queen of the South. So that could go one of two ways. St Mirren obviously start against Rangers, so that could be tough. Um, looking at ourselves, I believe we've been handed the best start out of all the teams in that top four. I think to have your first four games is Morton, Wraith, Livingston and Dumbarton. Uh, if there's any team that should be going out and getting 12 points, definitely, it probably us. Um, and Falkirk, the week after, we play Hibs, so that could make it interesting. I, I don't think there'll be a team that will run away with it at the start this year. Um, I'm not necessarily saying at the start. I mean, I think things will start to take shape in the first couple of weeks just by the nature of the fixtures. I think the shape will be, though, that it'll be four teams clumped together and the rest will be quite a bit well, that, But, again, though, with Rangers, Hibs and St Murn, Rangers obviously playing Hibs and St Murn, inevitably... Someone's going to drop points. Ah, exactly, and there's going to be... So title rivals, if you like, are going to already have an advantage on other title rivals because of how the fixtures work out. So it gives not only the like the confidence that we can beat teams that are supposed to be competing with us, but points-wise, you've then got a gap there which you can then build upon. You mentioned Hibs there. How do we see them getting on this season? That that big defeat at the weekend for them there. Do they have the bottle to go on and win the league? As I say, it is difficult, but for me, Hibs aren't that good a side. I think they play good football, but from what I saw at the weekend, they should have been. They could have been two or three up before Rangers equalised. I still don't understand how Malonga's still. Oh, I think he's a still a footballer. Player. Well, still playing with Hibs. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't rate him. Every time I've seen him, he just he just looks like he lacks confidence. Um, to be honest, so no, I don't think Hibs have. have it's difficult to tell, isn't it? But the the start is so important. The first four or five games um, is really important. Um, but I just fear that Hibs will Hibs will run. We'll just not be able to get a momentum going, um, and we'll just struggle this Particularly season. Particularly with this. Obviously, the ongoing thing with Scott Allen, apart, you know, there's been talk that yeah, there is a bit of a bad atmosphere within. Yeah, but I mean, if Scott Allen doesn't want to be there, then he's not going to be putting in the performances for Hibs. And he, mm. you know, and you probably would all agree here, he is the best player. Well, along with along with Cummings, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I just don't think Hibs. I mean, a lot was made of how they played football last season, and they were they were a good side. Um, for for large parts of the season, but I just don't feel like over the over the course that they're any better than. Even as I said, I I really fancy St. Martin to be, be the team out with Rangers that do quite well in the championship. What about St. Mirren, your club, Ross? Uh, the hope under the new manager Ian Murray. Without a doubt, I think uh, last season was nothing short of disastrous. I think Motherwell's form um, basically resulted in us. Looking better than what we were last year. Um, if Motherwell hadn't hadn't been so bad, we'd have been down a lot earlier. Um, so yeah, I think last season it was just poor appointment after uh, poor appointment. I don't think it was right. I feel sorry for Gary Teal actually having to take over after Tommy Craig's disastrous reign. Um, but no, Ian Murray seems to seems to have got the players going together. Um, Jalen. Um, hopefully they experience the likes of guys like Thompson and Jim Goodwin. That will help with the squad. Um, I'm just I'm just hoping that the boys that they've brought in um, can be joined by a couple more who can who can really kick on this year, um, and hopefully for the better. Well, as you may have heard, I met with St Mirren Chief Executive Brian Caldwell last week to get his thoughts on the Scottish game. While I was at St Mirren Park, I also asked him about the coming season. This is what he had to say. So you obviously find yourself in the Championship this year. What is the, the realistic aim for St Mirren this season? Um, I think realistically we obviously we hope to be challenging. Um, I think Ian would be looking to try and get in the top three or four places and hopefully um, be challenging up there. We certainly should be, um, in my opinion. Um, we do, do realise, however, it's going to be a very hard league. You know, likes of Falkirk, as I said earlier, you know, being part of the, the getting to the cup final, Wraith Rovers, Queen of the South, a very successful season, Livingston, a lot of full time teams there, as well as Hibs and Rangers and ourselves, even Morton coming up as well. So a lot of a lot of competition, a lot of teams wanting to beat um beat each other kind of thing. I think it'll be a really, really competitive league, but you know, we're hopeful that 
you know, if Ian can get the right ones in that he's identified, then that we could certainly be challenging up there and be a good season, shall we say. What did you see in Ian Murray as as the man to take you forward? Um, Ian is very uh, channelled. Very, he had a good success with uh, Dumbarton. If you actually look at his record, his record was quite decent. Um, just missed the playoffs in the first year mm-hmm. he took over uh, for a part-time team and the budget that he was working on was quite phenomenal to be honest with you um, very clever guy uh, very astute quiet thinker but he's um, got a determination uh, an organisation as well that's that's v- impressed me uh, since I've worked with him over the last few months um, and he doesn't doesn't suffer for fools gladly either yeah. do you know that way he doesn't yeah, yeah. mess about um, yeah. which I quite like as well so no, but he's very organised and very amenable and for me I'm always looking to see about how we can use him and the players for PR purposes and he's very good at giving up players and reacting to things that I need so it's yeah. good for me There's a bit of a freshness about the club now you're in the, the second tier as a kind of the, the fans are look as if they're going to come back and as, if not as many numbers as last season maybe more Yeah do you think there's a kind of big season ahead of St Mirren, something to get excited about? I definitely think so. I think our supporter, I think our attendances will actually be up this year. Uh, I think the away support will actually more or less be the same, if not more. Um, last season we had Inverness, Ross County, St Johnston, Hamilton, who no harm to them because of the travel etc. Most of them, but you know they're only bringing two or three hundred supporters. But you look at this year and you look at the league, take away Rangers and Hibs, and you've still got. He likes a Falkirk will bring a decent mm-hmm. support, Morton will bring a decent support, <laughs> you know, Wraith Rovers, Queen of the South, they're all well-supported teams that probably bring a bigger support in some of them, so it should be a good atmosphere because that's what that helps with. Um, going to be very, very competitive um, and you hopefully that we'll, we win more games and we certainly had a terrible record last year at home, so hopefully we'll have a better record at home this year and supporters come to Savannah Park and leave here with smells in their faces. How important is it to have the, the Derby with Morton back in the league? Um how important is it? Uh, it's worryingly important. Uh, no, it's it's one of these ones. Do you know what? It creates a real interest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no doubt about that. That the one when we got relegated, it was a real softener for the supporters and everybody. I think probably to know that you know everybody was willing for Morton to come up from from League One so that we could have the derby back. Uh, we used to play them pre-season every year for the Renfrewshire Cup, but we're looking at how we do that differently this year um, to get that. Because obviously we have played them, but now it's a competitive league yeah, game. You, want um, to, you don't want it to lose any no, of the buzz. Absolutely. So certainly it'll be an interesting. We're going there on the Friday night, um, second away game of the season, third game of the season, uh, up to Capital. So it'll certainly be it'll be a good atmosphere. Do you know what? It'll be it'll be a typical derby um, that the supporters will really look forward to, and I think that'll be that's probably the game that they're probably looking forward to the most out the whole season of the, of the four derby games. Mm-hmm. So Brian was quick to play up the importance of the Renfrew derby with Morton. How big is it for both clubs to have the competitive fixture back after 15 years? I think it's a, a massive um, fixture for the two of them. It, it's, it's gone on for a number of years in the Renfrewshire Cup. Um, and I think even looking at that, there was very big um, crowds, I think, drawn to, to even those matches when they were played at St Mirren and Park and Capelo. But there, it doesn't quite match up to that competitive game it's only three points but when it comes to these sort of matches it's a whole lot more to both sets of fans um, and it, it just adds another bit of dynamic to the league, we've lost the, the Edinburgh derby um, and actually in many ways there's not a big derby in that league anymore um, apart from what's now been added as, as, as St Mirren and Morton, I mean in the past you used to have Dunfermline who automatically then gave you, they were games against Falkirk and, and Wraith Rovers, they were massive Fixtures that would you know get. I think at one point, raced and Fermanagh in that last season was getting over ten thousand at East End Park, um, when they were both going at the top of the league. You know these are games that that are massive, and I would imagine Ross. I don't know you'll be able to add a wee bit more of this to me, but certainly St Mirren Park will need on a sellout come that first that first derby. You would think it's a Friday night as well, which adds another wee bit yeah. of spice to it. When we had the Friday night game against Motherwell, it was well attended. Um, so I think I'm not sure about a sellout, but it'll be well attended anyway. Um, and I think the the thing about playing Morton is, you know, it's different because before when we've played Morton, we've been the much better side, um, and you know the bigger side. Now Morton have kind of rejuvenated a wee bit. Um, they had a great season last year. A um, couple of cracking players coming through as well. So. 
you know, I think I think they'll actually do better than a lot of people have given them credit for this year. Um, and I think they'll they'll do all right this year and they'll comfortably stay up. Um, so, as far as the Renshaw Derby is actually concerned, I think I think um, it'll be interesting to see how each team fares. It's good as well that it's it's uh, the first the first game in January. Um, it's good to see a, a derby game been played at New Year. Um, so that should add an extra wee bit of flair to the to the Christmas period. Ian Murray is, of course, the man who the St Mirren board feel can take the club back to the Premiership. He takes over from Gary Teal, and I spoke to the former Buddies boss earlier on. So, Gary, nearly two months since you decided to leave St Mirren by mutual consent, how do you look back on your time at the club? Well, I loved every minute of it. Uh, see the fact that the culmination of winning the, the League Cup, which is probably beyond my wildest dreams like when I came back up the road. Uh, from being down south uh, so it was just I don't know it was a feeling of, of disbelief I think the semi-final one uh, it was quite emotional after that as well when I gave an interview to the chick after the game because it was a feeling of I don't know it was like sheer disbelief that the fact you'd went to a, a semi-final um, Celtic also riding high and we managed to go and get the victory but I think that put a lot of pressure you felt a lot of pressure like going into the, the Hearts game where you'd felt you'd done or you'd achieved something beating Celtic, but you couldn't obviously let that pass uh, by then going into the final. And obviously not coming away with a winner's medal. And again, we're all we were very fortunate in the first 20 minutes, half an hour of that game. But we managed to ride it out and luckily enough, we obviously won it. So we've got nothing but fond memories for the place. Um, even though last year was like, very disappointing in the allegation. Yeah. Um, but I say the, the time that I had at the club, say, was excellent. I'll try and obviously just keep all the, the positive memories rather than obviously what it was from last year, really. Yeah, how do you think your former club will get on this season? Obviously, with Ian Murray at the helm now. I think, I think, I think. First of all, I think Ian's a good manager, and I think he'll do well. But I think he just need to be given a bit of time, and I think everybody, certainly the fans are about the place, just need to be a wee bit more realistic in terms of I think for promotion this year. I think with having Rangers still in the league, Hibs still in the league, and it's going to be extremely hard to try and get that automatic place. But I certainly think the playoffs are within reach, and I think that's certainly an achievable goal. Um, but I know obviously the budget restraints and obviously what he's going to have to spend then say to compete with Rangers and Hibs makes it extremely difficult. So say a playoff place, and then I think if they can get in there, then you say you never know. You say money doesn't make everything, but certainly a challenge over the course of the season. Then the squad's going to be probably a Rangers squad or a Hibs squad but I say once they get to the playoffs then anything can happen so I, say I would think they'd be looking for a playoff position Yeah, How do you think the Championship will unfold this season? Will it be Hibs and Rangers going for the title or, or can the likes of St Mirren and Falkirk challenge them over the long term? I think I say some of my opinion I think Rangers and Hibs I, say I think it'll be between the two of them for that one automatic um, promotion spot and then underneath that yeah, and you're probably looking at Look, St Mern and Falkirk. Say James Earl done a fantastic job last year yeah. in the South. We're looking to try and get there again as well. And even like Mark Virtual can have done a good job at Livingston. They the last season. Obviously, keep that up and winning the Petrofac Cup. So he might be looking to challenge um, Ray McKinnon and at the Rovers. So I think like that bracket of teams, saying they'll all probably be vying for for me and like the third and fourth positions to try and get into like, the playoffs. And then, as I said, anything can happen once you actually get into the playoffs. Because if you're running into the playoffs now, a bit of momentum and you've got that confidence, and taking that into the games can be a big factor when it comes to these end of season playoff games. Yeah. Finally, what does the future hold for Gary Teal? I'm just hoping to still be involved. I say football is my passion, and I've done it since I was 16 when I leave school, and it's something I really, really enjoy, and certainly. Playing, I think now getting to the age I am, I think I'd like to probably focus more on the coaching and right. managing side of the things. See, I'm not ruling out playing, but I see I'd probably like to more co- focus on that and I see, just waiting for an opportunity to try and keep myself busy and going to games and maybe going to try and do a few club visits and see, just apply for any, any jobs that are going to become available. Gary Teal speaking to me earlier on there. What are your thoughts, Ross, as a St Mirren fan, on, on Gary Teal's kind of contribution last year? Do you, do you still hold him as a, a club icon? Oh, yeah, he was part of that League Cup one inside. Um, I don't think you can deny that for a minute. Uh, I think he was put in an almost impossible position um, when he took over. Obviously, it was his decision to take the job. 
but it's now difficult. It was now difficult when he when he then decided not to not to continue, um, or was not given the opportunity to continue. Sorry, um, because it put Ian Murray in a difficult situation as well. Um, you know whether to let him go or not. Uh, but I think definitely Teal. It's it's almost a bit of a shame for him um, because. He, Listening to that interview there, he clearly still he clearly still holds a lot of feelings for the club, and um, I think that he'll always be a legend and he'll always be appreciated at St. Man, um because he was certainly on his day he was an excellent player. Um, so I think he'll always be held in high esteem at the club. Yeah, we'll turn to your side, Connor. Obvious disappointment in the cup final last year for Falkirk, but how are your team set for a promotion push this season? Of course, we were very disappointed to, to lose the cup final. More so because um, of how likely it looked that um, we would finish the season uh, with with a trophy when it got to maybe about that eighty minute mark or one one. But what we've done is we've we knew we were going to lose Rory Loy, um, and it was kind of expected that we lose Jamie McDonald. So apart from that, we've kept the bulk of a, a squad that's that's actually very tight and and. It's got a good spine to it. We've added a good bit of quality and, and Danny Rogers and goals. Bob McHugh, I think, has got is going to be a great addition purely because he's so hungry. He's got a point to prove. Um, and Paul Watson, he's got a decent bit of championship experience. So I'm not going to say that we'll be the ones pushing for first, but I do genuinely believe that um, if I was to have a prediction for ourselves, I would like to think we could get third. Uh, but in saying that, looking at the way Hibs performed at the weekend, I think second is definitely a realistic target. I think it will be Rangers a wee bit out in front, but after that, I, I just don't see a lot between ourselves, St Mirren and Hibs. And I think we showed last year on four occasions that we do have what it takes to beat Hibs. Well, I spoke to Falkirk midfielder Tom Tywell after a recent friendly and started by asking him what he made of his current club. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic club to go and play football for. Um, the kind of philosophy of going out and playing good football every week um, has really helped my game. Um, and I just enjoy playing in a team of players who are young, hungry and um, really wanting success. Sure. How did you sum up last season as a whole? Were you disappointed in the end, obviously, but how, how was it as a whole for Falkirk as a club? Yeah, it was a major success. I think... Um, even the league form, um, we were talking, uh, myself and uh, Derek Jackson, the goalie coach, about, you know, we've got 11 draws and um, if we could have turned a few of those into wins, then I think we'd have been safely in the playoffs and then we'd have been talking about a fantastic season in the playoffs and, and into a cup final as well. And um, the big positive for us was that we played in uh, on such a great stage and we, we did ourselves proud with a great performance and we showed that we could, we could match up against um, such a strong team in Inverness and uh, and come away with our heads held high and show that we can make that step up to the next level. You've been to the final with Falkirk. I know obviously Hibs in mm. seasons maybe where in the league you didn't do as well. Mm-hmm. What do you put that down to? Do you think that's just luck or luck of the cup? Or? Well, I think if you look at the back end of the season, we, we actually played really well last mm-hmm. uh, last season. And I think um, obviously losing Rory Loy, um, you know, is a was a massive uh, massive blow for us because. You know him, him and Birdie were linking up really well, and uh, that was a big portion of our goals lost. So, you know, you look you look towards the end of the season, and I and I firmly believe that if he hadn't been injured, we'd have uh, we'd have gone on to not just have a successful cup run, but a successful league finish as well. Where do you set the bar for the coming season? I think it's got to be minimum playoffs, mm-hmm. um, because uh, you know you look around that dressing room now, and you've got quality in every position. You know, times two in most, and um, you know if we can't go out there and beat. Um, every team in this division then will be disappointed because we've showed last year with a smaller squad that we can give uh, Hibs, Rangers and uh, the best teams in the country again. So Tom Tywo there believes that Falkirk can beat anyone on their day this season and thinks that he'll be, he'll be disappointed if they do fail to win any game in the league. Do you agree that Falkirk can beat anyone on their day? I think what we've got is we've got a, a very um, good side with a mix of experience and one that I think we did beat everybody last year apart from um, Rangers, which was a bit of a sore point. I think at one point we were 2-0 up at Ibrox going in the last kind of five minutes. Um, we even were the, the team that beat Hearts as well. So I see exactly where Tom's coming from there. Um, and we're a side that just seems to grow as matches go. We made a poor, poor start to last year, and that was essentially our downfall. But we, we grew as the season went on. We became closer as a team. And I think, you know, we're not going to be lightning, but... 
we can pose a serious threat. And I, I do justify with what Tom says that we will go out in every game next year thinking, ah, we can beat them, you know. Um, don't get me wrong, there's tough places to go in terms of Easter Road and Ibrox, but um, there's definitely a chance that we can at least beat everybody over the course of the season. Queen of the South, a team that did really well last year under James Fowler. However, they have lost lots of big players this year. Callum, is it possible that they could be relegation candidates this term around? Go that far. I think there's worse teams in the division than them, even with the players they have lost. Um, although I don't think they will be as strong, I still think they'll be a dangerous side to play against, particularly at Palmerston. Um, you know... It's unfortunate because he did have a good side last year and I thought, you know, could have maybe just pushed on a little bit more. But, yeah, I, th- I think they'll be okay mid-table, I, I, would, I would say. What are your thoughts, Connor? I think they've had the spine of their team uh, essentially ripped out. Um, they've lost their experience and, and their strongness in defence and midfield and in attack. And they're really going to rely on that the few that were there last year really pulling through. They've made signings, a number of signings, but in my opinion they've replaced it in terms of numbers but not in terms of quality. Um I don't doubt that likes of Sean Rutherford and, and, and Darren Brownlee are, are, are decent enough championship players, but they're not in my opinion going to be the players that will follow in the footsteps of likes of Mark Dunn and Gavin Riley. The point with that being is for a club like Queen of the South, um and I spoke to a number of people about this what they had last year and the past couple of years essentially was a, a golden generation if you like. They will be and this probably sounds quite strong but it will be unlikely for Queen of the South to have so many quality strong uh, individual players in a team um, for a number of years um, that, that that will consistently play together. I, I think um, they're a club that are, are, are good and, and they're actually happy where they are I, and I'm happy to be corrected by this but I don't think you'll see Queen of the South making strives for promotion uh, anytime soon because I believe that they're quite content with where they are in the championship, what they're getting out of it. Um, but as I say, in terms of the players they had last year, it'll be a long time before they see a generation of that talent all come together at the one time. So you, can you not see Queen of the South coming up anytime soon? Within no. the next decade or so? The next decade, potentially... I, I, you know, I might be wrong, but I just... Don't actually think it's in the, the. It might be said that you know we're going to strive for the playoffs and all that, but I don't actually believe that in their long-term plan for the club, they see it themselves as being a Premiership club, um, and and that's okay if 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 that's where they they feel they've got their level and they're happy with that and they're continuing to get support down in Dumfrieton. I think that's fine, but. What a lot of people have pointed out to me is that group of players, they will be very unlikely to find and pull together again within the next 10 years. And if James Fowler goes, which, you know, if James Fowler goes, then they'd be unlikely to find such a good young manager as well. Yeah, I that's think, the point I, think, I was going to make. I think he's a terrific young yeah, manager. I think he'll be snapped up um, at some point sooner or later. So let's have a, a quick run through the, the championship then. Title winners. Me pref, me personally, I'm going to go for Rangers. I'd agree with that. Um, yep, Rangers uh, just, but not without stiff competition from ourselves, Milne, um and Falkirk and Hibs. So I think it's going to be really tight, but I think Rangers will just nick it. So St Mirren, Falkirk, Hibs and Hamilton will be in the, the playoff, as far as we're concerned? As far as we're concerned, yeah. Yep. Who are we talking about in the bottom end of that table? We've not really touched on that yet. How will, how will Morton get on? As I, said, as I touched on earlier, I think Morton will do all right. Um, I think they could be one of your overachievers for for uh, for the the championship, without a doubt. Um, Morton, they'll miss they'll miss McManus up the top, um, without a doubt. He's off to Fleetwood, um, so they'll miss him. Um, so I think it'll be it'll be a strange situation for them because they'll need a goal scorer, somebody who'll bag them goals. Um, so I think I think they'll get that and I think I think they'll be alright actually. So who do we see going down? The likes of Livy, I think looked quite impressive when I saw them. I've seen them twice this season. I think the likes of, of Hippolyte and, and Mullen are really promising young players. What about maybe Dumbarton? Yeah, I think, 
I think Dumbarton might uh, might struggle. Um, I think they might miss might miss Ian Murray actually. Um, Alloa again, don't like to say that because Danny Lennon, but um, yeah, I think Alloa might struggle a wee bit, but I just think Livingston will, might go down. Um, I just get a wee feeling about them. I think they might struggle this year. So let's have a look at League One now. Dunfermline are heavy favourites there under Alan Johnson. Can anyone stop them? What about Cowdenbeath? I don't think so. I think um, Dunfermline will... My genuine opinion is they'll walk that league this year. I think it will be a a pretty comfortable um, when Again, there seems to be a bit of rejuvenation again around East End Park. We said that a couple of years ago, but they've got a really solid manager in there, Alan Johnson. He's recruited well so far. Uh, I think there are over 2,000 season tickets sold now, um, which for a, a club in League One put, makes them a force. Um, don't get me wrong, Forfar and Stranraer and the likes had good seasons last year, and I think they'll be up there in their own kind of league battling for kind of second and third, but... Um, I just, I just can't see past Dunfermline winning that league quite comfortably. I mentioned Cowden Beath there, and I spoke to new Cowden manager Colin Nish, and first asked him how he'd gone about picking his side up after relegation last season. Um, no, well, to be fair, like I was obviously part of the team that went down, so uh, I think coming into pre-season, it's a, it's a new start for everyone. So you don't really mention it. Um, you just go on, you get your pre-season done, you get the team spirit up, and just like every team does at pre-season, you. You prepare for the for the start of the season, and that's what we've done. We've looked at, it and the boys have done brilliant so far. Dunfermline have been talked about as the favourites for the title. Are they the team you have to beat? Well, they should be favourites. I mean, they're a full time club who are paying bigger salaries than any other team. So, I mean, I would imagine that um, they're rightly based favourites. Um, but and, as I say, like until we get like a few weeks into the season, you don't really know until like you've seen everyone play. And I mean. There are other teams that are that will all be expecting to be out there as well, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure like every team's got ambitions to to do well this year, and it, it takes a little while for the sort of league to take shape, and, uh, things like that. Yeah, what's the realistic aim for Cowdenbeath this year? Um, as I say, like, I'm not sure. Um, I know we, we we've got uh, ambitions just like any other team, and we're hopeful just like any other team. But as 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 uh, so the games sort of tick by for maybe the first four or five games, then we'll have a rough idea of where we are a little bit better than what we do at the moment. Um, we are confident at the moment. That, I mean, the squad, in my opinion, the squad's looking good. Um, we've done OK on Saturday, but we've got probably one of the toughest starts to the season you could get. Um, we've got like three derbies in the first four games yeah. uh, with uh, Stranraer in the middle of that. So it's, it's a tough start for us. So, uh, But at the same time, the boys are looking good the, and uh, they've been brilliant over pre-season. And personally, what are you hoping for this season in terms of yourself? Obviously, it's my first my first ever managerial job and I'm hoping to learn a lot, but at the same time, I'm hoping to win as many football matches as possible because that's what I want to do. Well, Albion Rovers are a side that are more than likely to be down the foot of the table, but then again, you never know. I also got thoughts of their latest signing, Andrew Barrowman. That's what he had to say. So, firstly, Andrew, congratulations on your move to Albion Rovers. What what appealed to you about the club? Yeah, really well. I was fortunate. I had had quite a lot of options. Um, once I made that decision to go part time, um, it was just a matter of kind of looking at looking at these options. And spoke to Darren Young, the manager, and it was really just him. The way he kind of spoke, the way he come across, I just really liked him. I uh, liked what he said and made me feel very welcome so it was, I would say initially it was really just down to him and I went along and trained with him and just was impressed by the whole sort of setup, the professionalism of it and just really kind of went from there really. What would be a good season for Albion Rovers this year? Well, I think um, initially it's all obviously about staying in the league um, I think the plans that the people at the club have got for, for the future I think it's important that we sort of stabilise in this division, you know, but it's important we got off to a good start. Once if we get off to a good start, then we can we can maybe like start to look sort of up the way rather than um, behind us. But all all be determined by how we start start the league campaign. Yeah, your former club Dunfermline have been talked about as a hot favourites for the title. Do you think anyone can stop them? Um, I think they were hot favourites last year as well, and end up we yeah. ended up fin- <laughs> finishing seventh. So um, I don't really think that. 
there'll be many people sort of taking taking that um, as a, a foregone conclusion. I think the league's there. I think there'll be a few teams will will fancy their chances of finishing in the sort of top top places. Um, so they'll, they'll be they'll definitely be up there. They'll be up there thereabouts. Um, they've got a good squad. They've retained some good players from last year, and you know they've added to that with some more good players. So they'll certainly be up there. And I think if you I think if you finish above Dunfermline this season, then I think you'll be you'll be there or thereabouts. Finally, what are your your personal targets for the coming season? Um, just just to enjoy my football. Really, I think uh, that's what it's all about. It's I've, I'm at the stage where. For the first time, um, basically forever, and certainly in a long time, that you know football isn't going to be paying the bills. It's not. It's not the right. sort of. It's not the sort of be and end all for me. So I just really just want to enjoy, enjoy my football, and but I, I want to win. You only enjoy it if you're winning. So I want to win games and, and um, have some success for for the Albion Overs. So your guys' opinions on League One? You think Dunfermline will be will be the team to beat, or is anything you've heard there from Colin Nash or Andrew Barrowman made you change your mind? Uh, not really. No, I think Dunfermline. Yeah, you've got you've got to fancy them, but I just think Forfar. Um, they were actually tipped by some people for relegation last year um, down to League Two, but. They they proved their, their their haters wrong, if you like. <laughs> to be a forfer hater. Um, so yeah, I think I think that basically forfer will mount a challenge again. Dick Campbell seems to be getting it right there. Um, a lot of experience there. The likes of Rab Douglas somehow still kicking about. Fair play to him. Um, so yeah, I think forfer will be up there and don't write off Stranraer either. Moving to League Two and Clyde are the favourites with the bookmakers. They've a lot of experience in their squad of the likes of Mark McLaughlin, Hugh Murray and Mark Roberts. They've also got some cracking young players. I've seen them play a couple of times and I've been impressed with the, the young boy Ferguson whenever I see him. They were impressive at the weekend against a good Levy side and I don't think they'll come up against many teams of that quality this season. Can any other teams be considered as title challengers from that league? Maybe the, the likes of Sterling Albion or Arbroath? I, I don't think so. I think it, I've certainly said that Clyde will be the ones that, that do it. And again, with Dunfermline, will be a wee bit out in front. Um, they've, they've, they've signed a team that have all played at least in the Championship fairly regularly. Um, even looking at who they've got, other other players have signed. They've signed Sean Higgins, who went down with Cowden Beath last year, but has had a top flight experience, I think, with Dundee. Um, played with Falkirk as well for a while. Chris Mitchell as well, who started at Falkirk and has been was actually not that bad a performer for a while at Queen of South, but he just couldn't quite break it in that team last year. Understandably so, with so much quality in it, but he might have been felt slightly unlucky not to be given another chance at Queen's this year with the rebuilding job they've got on. So certainly looking at their squad, they seem very capable. To be honest, I, I don't think they would I think they would be up there in League One, never mind League Two. I'm tipping Clyde personally to win that league. But then again, I'm kind of biased because I've seen them play twice. Now, guys, we're nearly at the end of our, our special hip hip hooray. But it's time for that fun part where we get to predict the winners and losers of this coming season. I'll also be getting the predictions from the other members of Burst Ball who aren't on air today, so they're not getting away with it that easily. We'll start off with one we've already kind of answered. Pretty easy one. Premiership champions, just one word from each of you. And I think it begins with a C. And it's not clacking or cudding. <laughs> Yeah, Celtic, um, without a doubt. Celtic. Celtic for me too. And Celtic, obviously. Championship winners? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be tight, but Rangers, I think, will just edge it. Uh, I don't think it'll be too tight, but Rangers. I think in the end, Rangers will... I don't want to say comfortably, but I think there will be a small margin. Well, not a, sorry, a decent margin between themselves and second, third and fourth will all be very tight with each other. I'm going for Rangers as well. Bottom of the Premiership, we've also already can all agreed on Partick Thistle. Yep, Partick. Yeah, Partick. I think we're all agreeing on all of these. League One winners. I'm I'm gonna I know you are all I know you are all kinda going for Dunfermline, but I'm gonna stick my neck out here and go for four for. I'll say Dunfermline. Yeah, Dunfermline for me as well, fairly comfortably. And yeah, Dunfermline for me as well. The team relegated at the bottom of the championship? Um, between Levy and Dumbarton. Uh, I think I'm going to go for Levy. 
Livingston. Connor shaking his head here. I think Hallow will go down. I think they'll go down by quite a distance. I just feel that they've not got likes of Cowden and Beath to fall back on this year and they'll struggle. Hallow for me. Controversial for me, Morton. Automatically down. Yep, bottom of the league, Morton. Green at Morton, that is. League two winners, I've already said Clyde. You guys? I can't see past Clyde either. Clyde for me. Um, again, just to spice it up a bit, I'm going to go our broth. Oh, very interesting. Looking at the Cups now, who really needs to win a Cup this year? Hibs, maybe? <laughs> uh, I, uh, Rangers, in my opinion, need to win a Cup. I think it's been... Um, it's been... Well, that'll be by the time the cups come back around, that'll be five years by the time we get to the finals and things like that since we've won a, a domestic cup. We've done okay um, in terms of we've got to a League Cup and a Scottish Cup semi final, but for a club like Rangers, semi finals um, just aren't good enough. And some of the, the exits have been really, you know, embarrassing um, in, in terms of obviously the opposition we've played against as well. So I, I would say Rangers need to win or at least, at the very least, get to a cup, either a League Cup or Scottish Cup final and for the maybe try and win the Petrified Training Cup. I hope. Um I'm not I'm not as fussy about what cup it is, um for St Man. But I, I feel um a wee cup run a wee cup run would be brilliant. Um even if it is the Petrified Cup I'd be very delighted with that. Um I'm sure the likes of Kelly would love a cup run as well. If Kelly Kelly was here he'd be telling me that. Um but yeah, there's a number of teams there you're looking at um who could be faced a pretty as Matt said earlier, Aberdeen as well. Who's going to be the overachievers from Scottish football this season? That's the team who we don't expect from any of the four leagues. We're not expecting much from that might surprise us all a wee bit. Kelly, that we're not expecting. Uh, uh, well, Kelly, or you never know when Motherwell. Motherwell could do could do well. Um, they could maybe surprise us. Possibly after last season, um, they're a possibility. I'll say St. Martin from the Championship, just because a lot of people are tipping it to be between Rangers and Hibs um, in terms of automatic promotion. But as I've said, I think three or four times now, I, I think St. Martin will be the, the, the second team in the Championship before Hibs. Um, my one would be Dumbarton. I think as a part time team, they've done not bad in the recruitment. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying they'll be up their chances for fourth, but. I think a couple of you alluded to the fact that um, they will be near the bottom. I don't think they will be. I think they'll be in fifth. They'll finish in fifth this year. Try not to to hug me too hard, Connor. I'm going to go for Falkirk as a surprise team this year. I think uh, I think they've, from what I've seen of them, we've got a good side. Didn't quite do themselves justice in the two games I saw them in pre-season. But I think when when McHugh and uh, Baird link up together, I think that could be really promising. Uh, you could be looking at 30-plus goals from the pair of them put together. And uh, I'm going to do going to go with Falkirk to finish second in the Championship. How about that? Underachievers. Hibs. But by underachievers, Hibs, do you mean they won't make the playoffs? No, I think they will make the playoffs. I think, again, it kind of ties back into the St Murn thing. I think everyone expects it to be a straight title fight between Rangers and... Hibs, but I believe that Hibs aren't good enough um, to make it a straight title fight. I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think I do generally think it depends what you consider underachieving for Hibs. They'll make the playoffs. I think they will finish fourth. I do agree with you on that. That that would be my kind of. If I was to give you a one, two, three, four, they'd be, they would be fourth. Um, Who would be second and third between Man and Falkirk, Connor? Uh, fancies his chances I, I do I do genuinely um, I just think consistency can go a long way um, adding an, an, another striker into that team and do you know the big thing for me is we have got two quality players in every position there is two players I would say could both we could field two championship teams if you ask me the way that squad is just now don't get me wrong, you'll pick up injuries over the season. But you even look at the centre-back position, you've got David McCracken, Aaron Muirhead, uh, Peter Grant and Paul Watson. All four of them could quite easily compete in the Championship. Same with right-backs. Volks can cover at centre-back as well, can't they? Exactly. Yeah. We've got about three left-backs on the book. We've got two or three right-backs. Looking to bring another Well, two good right-backs in Kieran Duffy and Aaron Muirhead can cover in there. Centre-midfield, Volks, Taiwo, um, Mark Kerr. 
Sibbald, Alston, McHugh, Baird, another striker to be added in there. I just think over the season, the, the squad should be able to cope with injuries, suspensions, and, and I think when it comes to the, the winter months, that's when you might just see us start to excel. But I'm being bold, but uh, I've just got a good feeling. I'm still trying to go over the fact that someone won't be in FIFA this year. <laughs> no, it'd be in the rest of the world, you never know. Uh, I never know. In terms of my team, I'm going to go with Hibs as well. I think they'll underachieve a bit. Between Hibs and, I don't know, are we expecting much for Dundee United? Maybe not really, well, so maybe was, they're not a good answer. I was going to mention, um, Dundee United possibly. Um, I know we, went, we didn't really tip them for success, but yeah. based on last season... Mm-hmm. Um, you could say they'd be the underachieve, uh, aye, the underachievers. You'd argue Motherwell possibly are underachieving as well because they've got a decent squad. The squad hasn't changed a lot from the team that finished second a couple of years ago, and we're tipping them for eighth. Yeah, St possibly. Johnson as well could be underachievers. You never know you the way they've look, done. You could make a case for it being Hearts to an extent because I think a lot of people expect them just to automatically be mm. better than the you know the majority of that league, and I think. Well, they will be better than a good few teams. I, I don't think yeah. it'll be quite as straightforward as they're in the league. They're automatically behind Celtic and Aberdeen. Everyone's tipping them for top six. Callum Patterson earlier saying that if they finish outside the top six, he thinks it won't be a successful season. So maybe that could be deemed as, as underachievement for them. Obviously looking well ahead into the future, but who do you think the player of the season will be? That's from kind of all four leagues. Like who, who do you think the Scottish, the SPFL player of the season will be? Um, I've went for Ryan Jack uh, of Aberdeen. I think he's a he's a possibility. Um, obviously, he's been made captain. I think as well. Um, so he's he's going to have a massive influence. Um, he's still very young. He's only twenty three, I believe. So um, for him to be made captain at that age is a is a massive step for him. Um, but I think he'll have a solid season, and I think he'll be an instrumental part of guiding Aberdeen to second. Um, I would agree with Ryan Jack for Aberdeen. I think if I look more towards sort of my own interests, I think uh, being Scottish, I think Andy Halliday um, is a player that I think will have a cracking season in the Championship um, and someone that will be up there with, with the best players in that league. Uh, but as I say, in terms of Premiership, I think I think Ryan Jack is, is a good bet. For me, I'm going to verge into a bit of the unknown um, and I'm going to make a bold statement and say your top scorer and Premiership Player of the Year will be Hearts' new signing, Wanamag Delgado. Um, Let's hope for your sake he doesn't score many goals because that was a shocking attempt to pronounce it. I know, I don't know how to say it, but uh, I, I, I do think that, I don't know, there just seems to be some sort of hype and looking at his, his past, I think there's a bit of unknown, a bit of excitement about him. and He could fall flat on his face and, and we might be looking here and I'll have, and I'll fall flat on my face as well, this prediction, but... Um, I've just got a feeling he could, he could turn out to be a very, very good acquisition from Robbie Nielsen. In terms of myself, I'd love for it to be Virgil van Dijk to be Player of the Year, but I don't think he'll be here for the full season. I'm going to go for Nier Beaton. I think he'll he'll really show his class for the full season, and I think he'll be judged as Player of the Year at the end of the season, but that's only my opinion. In terms of young Player of the Season, I'm going to start with a player I really like the look of, Sam Nicholson. Was that your shout, Ross? Aye. No way. I was. I said to Connor on the train the way down, Sam Nicholson. <laughs> I genuinely don't even, didn't even know that. I think um, I think he's he's quite similar to Scott Allen in many ways. And I think with all the hype around Scott Allen at the moment, I think Sam Nicholson's just a class act. And yeah. uh, I think if Hearts have a good season, he'll have to have a good season. The other one I was going to mention from Hearts was Jamie Walker. Um, as a possibility as well. But he's 23, so I don't actually know if he's classed as a young player. Probably not. Yeah, I've not quite made the rules up for this award <laughs> yet. We'll, we'll call it under 23s. <laughs> that that seems to be the age you cut off someone who's been um, young. Yeah, he's a he's a possibility again. Um, Kenny McLean, possibly. Um, That's a good shout, actually. Kenny McLean is uh, starting to find his feet. I think that under 23, though, I'm David not certain. I'm not was. certain. Well, there's there's lots of talent, I think, uh, in that Scottish game. What about yourselves? You're gonna you're gonna say one earlier, Connor. Um, yeah, mine's is from United as well. I think it could possibly Charlie Telfer. Um, I think if he's given a a kind of a run of games, which he, he got towards the end of last year, he began to stand out for United, and I think this year he will, well, no doubt because of the, who they've lost, be in that team every week. Just sorry again. Uh, I think if providing his attitude's right and he gets enough running the games and Warburton's got confidence in him I reckon Barry Mackay could have an outstanding season 
The other one I thought about possibly um, if he does indeed move to St Myrne, um, Lauren Shankland. Uh, I think that would be a move, a good move for both sides. Give him a bit of experience um, with St Myrne and hopefully bagging a few goals. And as well as that, um, it'll mean Aberdeen get a player who they'll be hoping for the future. They'll get him a bit of first team experience. Final question for you, and we'll end on a, a bit of a hopefully a high note. Will Scotland make Euro 2016? Yes. Yep. I'm going for yes as well. Come on, Connor, don't I'll, let us I'll, down. I'll agree to that. I think I'll yes as well. That's a yes, that's four yeses. Scotland, Tartan Army, pack your bags and get ready to go oh, to Paris. Don't say that, don't say that. <laughs> a long way to go, but we're all, we're all optimistic. That brings our bumper season preview to a close. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast and think a friend might too, then spread the message. You can follow Burstball on Twitter at BurstballFitball and like us on Facebook by searching for the Burstball Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you to our panel today, Callum Fisher, Connor Park and Ross Clark. Also thank you to Matt Finlay for joining us on the phone for the first half of the podcast. Also Callum Scott for joining us also on the phone to talk about Kilmarnock earlier on. Also a special thanks to Andrew Barrowman, Michael McGovern, Colin Nish, Gary Teal and Brian Caldwell for giving their thoughts ahead of the new season and also to all our other contributors that also gave their thoughts. I've been Hamish Carton. We'll be back next week for more of the latest news and debate from Scottish football. Until then, take care and goodbye.